Hello and welcome to this best of edition of the Saltonite Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. Today we will be opening up our cedar chest and pulling out some of our favorite conversations from the spring of 2020. We begin with a conversation I had with singer-songwriter Ali Alia about her new song, Gali Cantu. I think that you'll enjoy both the conversation and the song. After that, we'll meet singer-songwriter Dan Ferrari and listen to some of his music. In our second half hour, we're going to be speaking with Alessandro DeSanto from the Hallow team. Hallow is an app to help people enter into contemplative prayer. And then we end the show by reconnecting with singer-songwriter Sarah Kroger, who let us play some songs from her new album that will be released in the fall of 2020. Remember to visit us at saltandlighttv.org and to comment on what you hear or to ask any questions, look for me, Deacon Pedro, on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We begin now with a new song by Ali Alia. Here now is our featured artist of the week, Ali Alia, with her new single, Gali Cantor.
expect the attack to come discreetly or the battle to extend beyond the brush i ran in shame i hid my face from the horizon of your mercy even as you urged me never to give up i watched you pray That was Ali Alia with her new single, Gali Cantu. We first met Ali Alia in October 2018. Ali is a Catholic singer-songwriter. She's a worship uh, leader and traveling catechist and speaker. Ali has released two albums, Jealous Love and The Labyrinth. And uh, now Ali is working on her next album, and she has released a, a few singles. The latest, which we just heard, is Gali Cantu. And to tell us all about that, I am now joined by Ali Alia from her home in Minnesota. Ali, welcome back to the Salt and Light Hour. Hey, thanks, Deacon Pedro. This is so fun. It is. It's so good to hear you. Um, and I have to say, and I'm going to say it on the air so everybody can hear, because you've been amazing. You're hooking hooking us up with so many new Catholic artists, Connor Flanagan, Lee Ressler, Epic, the band, they were on the show. Sonar Worship were also on the show. John Paul Von Arks um, also. So it's it's so... I think it's great because it means that you guys are all friends and you're oh, yeah. networking and that's so important in, in this line of business. Um, oh yeah. They're, they're amazing. All of them are such good people and it's so fun to support their music as well. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah, exactly. Um, how are you doing? How's this COVID spring been for you? It's been interesting. That's for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, like times are crazy for everybody. Right. So I have been hanging in there. Um, yeah. There's a lot of blessings that have come out of it. Like when when it all first started happening, I was um, traveling for a gig, and then on the way to that gig, we were visiting my grandparents in Arizona. Uh-huh. My and my parents had come along with me for that. Yeah. So afterwards, when we like when things got crazy, we like left that trip early and came back home. And um, because we were traveling, mm-hmm. we decided to stay quarantined together. Okay. And so I've been here at my parents' house. Since then, which has been a huge blessing because it's just good quality family time. Right. Yeah. yeah getting good. to getting to dive into more creative work, which is really good. It's always good when someone else is helping with the cooking, right? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, making dinners. Definitely. Um, that was was that all before before Holy Week? That was still during Lent, right? Yeah, yeah. So that was 
right at the very beginning of the COVID oh, yeah. lockdown. Um, but so, I've been here since. Right. And, um, so when you did the, because you did a home for Holy Week thing, can you tell us uh-huh, about that? That yeah. was because of the quarantine? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So um, I just wanted to respond to the, the lockdown and because I know the churches were closing everywhere and it was unprecedented times of like such weird such a weird time to to enter into Holy Week, and Holy Week is supposed to be this um, amazing rejoicing celebration. Um, Well, of course, Mm -hmm. entering into the Passion first, and Mm -hmm. then um, the resurrection of of Easter, but um, how it was like we we were all kind of in this weird situation of how do we enter into Holy Week while we're at home and we can't go to church. Um, So I, I made this little kind of like a home retreat based around my new song, Galicantu. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I released Galicantu on, on the, the eve of Palm Sunday mm-hmm. in order to help people enter in. And then there was like a, um, a form like with questions about the scripture that inspired it. Um, and yeah, things like that. So, so a little kind of like a mini, mini personal retreat that people can do based, yeah. based around the song. Yeah. So we just heard the song exactly. before the interview, Gali Canto. I guess people, those people who remember their high school Latin can figure it out. But can you, <laughs> can you tell us what the title is all about and what's the song about? Absolutely. Yeah. So Gali Cantu is Latin for Cock's Crow. Uh-huh. And I wrote it when, so I had gone to the Holy Land. I've been there a couple times mm-hmm. as the worship leader for Jeff Keevan's yes. pilgrimages. Mm-hmm. And um, the last time I was there, we we have this opportunity on those pilgrimages to go to the very place where St. Peter denied Jesus. It's called yeah. the Church of the Galicantu. Yes. And um, while we were there, Father Mike Schmitz was with us, and he gave this beautiful teaching on um, how Peter must have felt during the the Passion, like the in the yeah. garden when yeah. um, when Jesus was taken prisoner. Mm-hmm. Um, because before, so they had just come from the Last Supper, right? And at the Last Supper, Jesus, he he tells his apostles to, he says, Amen, I say to you, whoever does not have a sword should mm-hmm. sell their cloak and buy one. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's a really interesting line. I always kind of like wondered about that, like, what? What's going on? And so if you think about it, now they're, they move from the Last Supper into the Garden of Gethsemane, where Jesus is captured. And Peter, he, he's like, okay, I have the sword. Jesus told me to bring this sword. Right. So he expected that battle to come, and now he felt ready. So he drew the sword, and he cut off the, the ear of one of the soldiers. Mm-hmm. But immediately Jesus rebukes him. And Father Mike did an amazing job of kind of tying in how Peter must have felt in that situation to how we feel in our own lives sometimes. Yeah. How, like, we, we expect this battle um, in certain times in our lives. Like, we know, like, we're, we're just ready for the battle. But then how we respond is not how God wants us to respond to that moment necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then when when Peter follows Jesus and, and he finds himself around that fire— as Jesus is being um, put on trial and mocked and spat upon, mm-hmm. St. Peter, he, he's accused of following Jesus, and that's where the battle is, but he didn't expect this one right. um, because it was more subtle. And, and so that, 
that beautiful teaching that Father gave just inspired this song, Gallicantu. Yeah, um, and then also at the, like Peter finds himself around another fire after the resurrection of Christ mm-hmm. on the shore of Galilee. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus gives him an opportunity to undo that threefold denial by yeah. asking him three times, do you love, do you love me? me? And yeah, so that whole story is what inspired Gallicantu. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. That's a wonderful, uh, lesson there for all of us about about where when the battle comes or how to recognize the battle um and i think maybe we can we can all relate a little bit to that with what's happening in the world right now um right uh um we're almost out of time but i wanted to ask you because you must be a little bummed out you mentioned how you've been to the holy land a few times and you get to travel with jeff cavins and father mike schmitz and this summer you're going to travel with taylor Tripodi and brother isaiah two other uh catholic uh songwriters singer songwriters and that has all been canceled yeah. <laughs> um, but this was a trip that you were hoping that people could also join in. Um, mm-hmm. um, uh, how are you feeling about that? I mean, not just that. You also were going to do some Steubenville conferences. That's all been canceled. Um, mm-hmm. it, replacing it with virtual stuff is not the same. Right, right. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited to get back out to churches and travel again for my, my music and speaking ministry. But... Um, yeah, it's it's a, a bummer that everything has been canceled, but um, hopefully soon it'll all get cleared up and yeah. and we'll be able to get back at it. Uh-huh. But are these you... these virtual concerts are very helpful to stay connected. I think this is yes beautiful that we're all in a, a digital age that this is all happening. You know, so it's we can true. stay connected that it's way. It's true. It's true, and it's good to know. I'm I'm I know that you're working on a on a on a new album, a third album. Um, and Gallicanto mm-hmm. will be part of that album. Um, so hopefully when it's ready or when you have more songs, we can get you back on the show and we can talk about that. That would be amazing. All right, Ali, we're going to leave it there. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for sharing what you're doing with us and for the music and uh, stay in touch. I will. Thank you so much. Okay, God bless. God bless you too. You can learn more about Ali Alia, purchase her music, book her for your next event whenever that's possible. Ali-Aliyah.com. I'm not going to even tell you how to spell Aliyah. I'm going to put that link on our site, saltandlighttv.org, so you can find it easily. Here now is our featured artist of the week, Dan Ferrari, with prayers to Our Lady from his album, Unrepeatable. Remember, oh most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly unto you, O Virgin of Virgins, our Mother. To you we come, before you we stand. Sinful and sorrowful O Mother of the Word incarnate Despise not our petitions But in your mercy hear and answer us Amen 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 Mother hear and answer us
Blessed are you among all women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now. Now and at the hour of our death, amen. Now and at the hour of our death, amen. Amen, amen. Mother, hear and answer us, amen. That was Dan Ferrari with Prayers to Our Lady from his album, Unrepeatable. Dan Ferrari is a singer-songwriter, performer, worship leader, and young adult minister who has quite the songwriting and producing collaborations to his name. Too many to mention here. Um, When he's not writing, recording, or performing, Dan is working at a center for evangelization called the St. Paul Inside the Walls in the Diocese of Patterson, New Jersey. He has four albums to his name. The latest was just released last year. It's called Strengthen. We've been hearing some songs from that album. Uh, Dan is one of the artists that came to us because someone who was listening to the show suggested him, and I am so glad that they did. Uh, Dan Ferrari, welcome to the Salt and Light Hour. Thank you so much for having me, Deacon Pedro. It's good to be here. Yeah, it's good to, it's good to meet you. Um, tell me a little bit about what, what it was like uh, to grow up uh, in the Ferrari household when you were a kid. Uh, in the Ferrari household, there was uh, a lot of music, so um, you know that was that was great. That's what made me want to pick up the guitar. Um, it was actually Elvis that that caught my, oh, yeah. my my ear and made me want to take guitar lessons in the fourth grade. Um, also, it was a household full of faith. Um, particularly, mm-hmm. my my mother is extremely faithful um, and made sure that my brother and I went to mass growing up and knew about. Uh, Jesus and Mary and uh, all the the richness of our Catholic faith. So I'm eternally grateful to to her and you know uh, right yeah the, I, I guess Ferrari the Italian household right um, um yes yeah, so there was a lot of good food <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good food and but but being Catholic for Italians is much more than just a religion I mean it's like it's a way of life it's part it's part of a culture um, sure when you say that there was a lot of music was it just because you're you know you, a lot of music playing or were, were any of your parents musical? A lot of music playing. Yeah. Okay. N- okay. Neither one play <laughs> an, an instrument. Um, so yeah, they, they just filled the house with, with, with great, great music. My mom is really into James Taylor, Elton John. Oh, yeah. I mean, a, a lot of great, you know, pop right. songwriters, a lot of legendary songwriters I was exposed to, you know, growing up. So good. Good. Um, and, and you said that you were four and you wanted to learn to play the guitar. <laughs> Fourth grade, fourth grade. Oh, fourth grade. So. <laughs> okay. okay, so like, yeah, that's still pretty young. And, and uh, so since then, you've been playing guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I started uh, songwriting, uh, not, not right then and there. Uh, I, I got into the drums in, in high school, okay. and I was in uh, a, a, like a, a, a hard rock, uh, maybe uh-huh. even you could call it heavy metal band in, in, in high school with my, my brother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then it wasn't until like towards the end of high school, uh, beginning college that I started songwriting. So Okay. And did you ever uh, play or sing like in church, a choir or anything like that? 
Uh, yeah, I, I was in, I was in a choir, a children's choir, you know, just through my, my grade school. I went to yeah. Catholic, Catholic grade school. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, but it, it was never like I was soloing or anything. It was, it was right. Like the, right. right. Our, you know, did group. you, did you like a lot of kind of teenagers growing up in a Catholic household? Did you go through a period of kind of dropping off from the church? I mean, I know, and I'm going to ask you, cause I know you ended up in seminary. Um, right. So, so did you, but did you, before that, did you have uh, kind of a falling away? Yeah, it, it happened really um, after college, I would say that I began to stray from the faith and not practice, uh, you know, uh, as often. And, uh, you know, it wasn't because I disassociated myself with, with the Catholic faith. It was, mm-hmm. it was really just because it just became less important to me. And I was playing into the rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was pursuing mainstream music, uh, pop rock uh, music career at that point. So Right. Okay. But you ended up in seminary. How did that happen? Yeah, yeah. So that happened because uh, in around 2009, 2010, I discovered St. Paul Inside the Walls, which you mentioned earlier. It's the, mm-hmm. the, the Center for Catholic Evangelization in the Patterson Diocese that was opened by our bishop, Bishop Saratelli. Uh, there was a very vibrant uh, young adult ministry. And the, the priest, Monsignor Gino, who was the uh, founding director uh, heard me sing and invited me to uh, to play for the young adult choir and and really you know he he invited me to play but he didn't he, no was not an option he, he was very mm-hmm. convincing so uh, it, it was yeah. really through that experience of using my musical gifts uh, for the for for the church and for evangelization uh, you know that really turned uh, the 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 tide in, in my life and brought me you know back to a, a, a place of d- even deeper um devotion than than ever before in my life right and you were you were studying in rome and you got to play for pope francis yeah yeah so uh, that was pretty amazing yeah uh so the the founding director of saint paul inside the walls monsignor gino he he went on uh to to work for for the pope for the um the council for I want to say the Pontifical Council for the New Evangelization. Okay. And through that connection, you know, he he was able to uh, in, in, invite me and, and get me plugged into a, an oh, event that Pope Francis spoke at. So uh, that was just so invigorating. It was an amazing opportunity. Uh, right. And then it, it was it was after that that I, I began to study first theology at, at the the NAC in, in Rome. Right. Okay. And and I guess uh, just to kind of cut to the end of the story because you you ended up not pursuing the the priestly vocation you're now married um and uh you know but you're doing uh music ministry so uh, um tell me a little bit about this last album strengthen do you think that that i mean that i love that title and and i i think our our listeners are going to like the song we're going to end the show with this with the title track strengthen Mm -hmm. but do you do you think that that name that title is uh is a I guess a, a a metaphor for where you are in your life journey right now. Yeah, yeah, I I think that word. Uh, first of all, it's all over scripture, and whenever I read mm-hmm. it in scripture, it, it jumps out at me. And I I love a quote by Dorothy Day. The 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 quote is is holiness is not a state of perfection, but a faithful striving that lasts a lifetime. So from that, you know, I draw the conclusion that the Lord is asking us 
not not to be perfect right right here and now because we, we never will be, but rather he's asking us to walk with him, to journey with him, to strengthen in in, in our in our faith, in our devotion. Uh, it, it's a it's a journey, right? It's a it's a continual growing that uh, that we're called to. So I, I guess the, the the point is. If you're not perfect, none of us are. Uh, don't don't worry. Keep keep walking. Keep striving uh, with with the Lord. That's where where He wants us to be. Yeah, um, that's that's uh, that's so true. I, I wanted to ask you about the song that we played just before the interview because normally uh, artists will come on the show and they they want to play you know songs from their latest album. But you picked mm. this one track from your previous album, but it's a song about Mary. Uh, is mm. there a particular devotion to Our Lady? Yeah, I, I love Our Lady, and I feel that she's been walking with me and protecting me my entire life. Uh, my, my mom was very close and is still very close to Our Lady and mm. um, prayed to her when, I, when she had some complications with, with me while, while she was pregnant with me. So mm-hmm. there, there, there's a whole connection there where I feel that even before I came out of the womb, uh, there, there, there was right. a, a, a real, you know, tie, tie in there with our lady. So I'm, mm-hmm. I, I, I owe her a lot and I, I love her a lot. So, yeah, you know, this, this song yeah. has helped people. I think, um, some people have told me they've memorized the, the words to the memorare or, or to the hail Holy mm-hmm. Queen because of yeah. this song. So that, that yeah. makes my, my day when I hear that it makes my month or year when I hear Yeah, that. of course. Yeah. It's always good. Uh, Good, 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 good way to learn a prayer is by setting it to music. Um, so yeah, those were the words of the Memorari. In case people were listening to the song, thinking, "I, I know these words." Yeah, you heard them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't write those words. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good stuff. Um, Dan, uh, it's been really good meeting you. Uh, I love the music. I, I really look forward to more music coming from you and to maybe having you on the show again. Uh, thank you for what you do. I would love that. Thank you so much for having me, Deacon Pedro. God bless you. Yeah, you too. Uh, you can learn more about Dan Ferrari, his music, and his ministry at his website, danferrarimusic.com. If you missed any part of this, inter- this interview or to listen to the whole thing or to any part of the program, just go to our website, saltandlighttv.org. Here now is Dan Ferrari with the title track of his last album, Strengthen. do without you lord who would i be if i could not call myself yours where would i go without the home you've shown me resting in your arms what would i do without you lord Strengthen my will. I wanna tie into yours, tie into yours. You strengthen my hope. Yeah, you lifting me up cause you want me to soar. You strengthen my faith in the victory your death has won for us all. And when I'm unsure of the plans you unfold, you strengthen my soul. Now I'm alive inside 
We're listening to Dan Ferrari with Strengthen from his album of the same name. I'm Deacon Pedro. You can follow me at Deacon Pedro and visit us at saltandlighttv.org. This is a best of edition of the Salt and Light Hour. Coming up, a new app to help you pray and sleep and new music by Sarah Kroger. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Salt and Light Hour Part 2. I'm Deacon Pedro. Now, there are tons of apps out there that help people with prayer and meditation. Some of them are simply to help you fall asleep. But there is now a new app that aims to help you with both prayer and meditation. And if that helps you sleep, then all the better. The app is called Hallow, and it features some 300 sessions of prayer, including spiritual writing, the rosary, the examine, Lectio Divina, contemplative prayer, spiritual writing, and even Teze chant. As of right now, Hallow has been used to pray over 1 million times in over 50 countries and is the number one Catholic app in app stores, at least in the United States. And to tell us more, I am now joined uh, by Alessandro De Santo, He's one of the co-founders and head of growth at Halo. Alessandro, welcome to the Salt and Light Hour. Thank you so much for having me, Deacon. It's good. So um, how did the idea for Halo come about? Yeah, so the, the story of Halo is very much connected to the development of our faith lives as the Halo team. So what is now the Halo team, or the, the founding team at least, started as a group of friends that went to school together uh, uh-huh. at Notre Dame. And we went into different career paths. I went into finance, others went into consulting, marketing, government service, your traditional professional services. And a few years out of school, uh, we were catching up on the weekends as friends. And, you know, there, each of us have our own stories, but my story was, was connected with just the stress and anxiety that, that, you know, is in modern life, constantly connected email inboxes, text messages, Snapchat, Twitter, TikTok, whatever your poison is. And uh, we actually found our way into uh, mindfulness meditation to try and address that stress. Uh, okay. if, if users are familiar with apps like Headspace or Calm, mm-hmm. um, we, we, we used Headspace and um, had a bunch of reactions to that. Uh, felt that uh, we're looking for something deeper and more faith-centric. Um, and then eventually found our way that uh, the church actually has a really deep 2,000-year-plus contemplative prayer tradition and that just changed our lives. Uh, and ultimately, after uh, a lot of prayerful reflection with many of the techniques that are now in the app, uh, felt a call to help make those techniques more accessible to people in a modern digital format uh, and have quit our jobs to go build what is now out. So there's yeah. obviously a lot more story behind all of that, but uh, right. it's a 30 second version. So for people who are not familiar with Headspace, that's a mindfulness app, right? To help people with, with that meditation. So would you say that Halo is a prayer app or is it a meditation app? Is it mindfulness? What is it? It's a great question. Yeah. So the, the way I describe my Headspace experience, which, uh, and I think this speaks for the whole team, is that you know mindfulness meditation takes out of Eastern spirituality the techniques themselves, the, the body scanning, the breathing techniques, to address the surface level physical parts of our life, right? So the way I describe the experience is that it's definitely physiologically helpful for a human being to sit still and breathe deeply. As a matter of medical principle, your heart rate will go down. But when you strip out the inherent spiritual um, parts of contemplation, that really devoids it of of the true purpose, which is union with God and and communication with him. And so when you really do that to the extent that can be pretty spiritually dangerous, 
uh, which we, you know, we can talk about. But how it's funny, people ask me the question, is it, is it a prayer app, is it a meditation app? The Catechism talks about the three types of prayer, uh, right? There's vocal prayer, there is meditation, and then there's contemplation. Right. Um, and so uh, we're a prayer app, uh, but we focus on and give options for each of the different types of prayer, vocal prayer, contemplative prayer, and meditative prayer, so that you can find what works really well for you. Yeah, because you don't want to scare people who might think, oh, this is you know, meditation. It's something that Catholics shouldn't be doing. But Catholics have, a, as you said, a, a long history of we, we can, I prefer to use the word contemplation. And it's interesting to see that even some people, as you said, w there's a distinction between meditation and contemplation. Um, uh, what about the whole sleep part of it? Cause I, I, uh, is there, is there, uh, and I don't want to put it, maybe sound like a damper, but you know, a lot of the prayers, especially the recordings, the audio, it's very meditative, almost like it's designed to help you, not just calm you down, but even help you fall asleep. Is, is that part of the purpose? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, our Lord says, you know, come to us all you who are burdened and I shall give you rest. Right. Mm -hmm. That is, that is inherent. Uh, true peace. God is peace. And, and when we are find union with him, he brings us peace. So uh, the app hopefully is, is not used just to uh, you know, <laughs> be asleep by the end of it. Uh, but certainly I think one of the uh, healthy ways uh, that prayer impacts our lives is to be at peace. And when we are at peace, we can find rest more easily. And so uh, in the evening, I think, you know, families have had the tradition for, you know, millennia to pray together before bed and, and use that as a daily ritual. I think that's a really healthy way to engage in prayer as it is in the morning to start your day and end your prayer with the Lord, uh, I think is a great habit to get into. Yeah, actually, it, there's a beautiful uh, image of falling asleep in the arms of the father or the mother, in the case of the rosary, for example. So um, absolutely. So how does the app work? Is it just like a regular app? There's there's prayers. Does it send me notifications? Uh, how, how does it work? Great, great question. So the app is free to download. There's permanently free content. There's also the option to upgrade into a premium subscription, which is how we keep the team going. Um, but the actual use of the app is audio guided contemplative prayer. So you can choose either how you want to pray. So for example, we have a daily section, which is organized by technique, like the Divino on the daily gospel, the daily rosary, the divine mercy chaplet, the examine, uh, or you can choose what you want to pray about. So in our playlists, we have things like love, joy, hope, humility, gratitude, and then within each one of those different sessions using the different techniques. So you can either choose how you want to pray or what you want to pray about. You choose how long you would like to pray, normally 5, 10, or 15 minutes. There's also some longer and shorter ones. Okay. You choose a male or female voice. You hit play. You close your eyes, and then the app takes you on an audio-guided contemplative prayer experience. So it gives you the, the way we describe it is we put you in the room with God. We give you the structure of the technique, whatever the technique is, uh, and then leave plenty of silence for you to engage in your own prayer. You can also have optional background music. Uh, Gregorian chant or ambient tones, whatever you're into, or silence. Um, and then you can also have, there's a journal that pops up after every session where you can journal through your experience. Okay. And then we have a few ancillary features, like you can set daily reminders if you'd like. If you'd like to create a prayer group with whom you'd like to share your intentions, prayers, and reflections, you can create groups within the app. But the central experience is audio guided prayer sessions. Right. And th that central experience is free, or is that part of the yeah, so that's so yeah, the, the it's part of the free version. Uh, mm -hmm. The free content is all of the daily content, all of our guest sessions, our minute meditations, uh, and a few of the intro challenges. 
And then, so those are all the audio guided prayers. And then there's uh, a second set, a second half of the content, which is also audio guided prayers, which is part of the premium subscription. Right, right. So there's, there's nothing that people have to read. It's totally designed for you to just put it in the background and listen so that it helps you, I guess, with that contemplation, meditation. Um, Alessandro, in your experience, I mean, I don't know, you're a young guy. You maybe have gone through seasons where you struggle with prayer. So this app, how is it helping you? Is it helping you with it's the schedule, the structure? How are those things helping your prayer life, Alessandro? Yeah, it's a great th- it's a great question, and and certainly I think the founding of Allo is um, certainly strengthened my prayer life. But just like anyone else, there are there are peaks and valleys. I think certainly during this time of social distancing and quarantine, has been some real struggle around that. Mm-hmm. But the ways that um, that the the, my prayer life has evolved because of how or with how is I would say probably twofold. One is that, you know, really driving home this idea that we're called to pray without ceasing, right? We are, we are, we can involve God. God wants to be a part of everything we do in our lives and to incorporate prayer, whether it's, you know, something really great, something that we're struggling with um, or anything in between the app tries to focus on, you know, things like, uh, humility, joy, gratitude, suffering, like they're shining a light on the fact that you can incorporate prayer into so many different parts of your life, uh, I think has been the first big impact. And then the second is, you know, my personal background is, I was born and raised Catholic, but I was at Catholic grade school, high school, college. I always connected most deeply with the intellectual traditions of the faith. Uh, I'm a big Thomas Aquinas fan, took him as my confirmation saint, uh, big fan of the Summa. But I never really felt like I had a personal sense of deep spirituality. And I think what contemplative prayer has helped me do is realize that this is actually a two-way personal relationship, right? Mm -hmm. God is a person who wants to know you uh, and for you to get to know him. And so the actual personal two-way relationship is something that's really awesome, I think, about contemplative prayer. That's wonderful. Thank you. Well, Alessandro, thank you and and your team for putting together the app. I'm sure that a lot of our listeners are going to find it interesting and you might have a couple more downloads there um thank you again for joining us today and telling us about halo thank you so much for having us alessandro di santo he's one of the co-founders uh, of the app halo and he's also the head of growth at that organization halo to learn more just go to the website halo.com and we're going to put that link on our site so you can find it easily here now is our featured artist of the week sarah kroger with belovedness from her new album light your self-loathing you own the voices inside of your head you own the shame and reproach of your failure it's time to own your belovedness you own your past and how it's defined you own everything everybody else says
That was a sneak peek into Sarah Kroger's new album, Light. The song is called Belovedness, and it's one of the tracks in Sarah Kroger's new album, Light. And you heard it here first. Last we spoke with Sarah Kroger was in May 2019. She had just released a new album, Bloom. Um, Sarah Kroger first came into the scene about, wow, it's like 10 years now. Um, And since then, she has been busy traveling and leading worship all over. She has released three albums. Your Time, Hallelujah is Our Song, and Bloom. And now Sarah has been working on a new album, Light, that will be dropping in late August. And uh, so that's a great excuse to have her back on the show and to listen to some of that album. I'm just excited about uh, listening to songs before anybody else. Um, so Sarah, it's, uh, it's good to have you. Welcome back. It's so good to be back. It's good to see your face. <laughs> I know, I know. Usually we do these on the phone, so maybe this is going to be the new norm. I'm just happy to be be recording from home. So much easier. I know. I know, right? (laughs) Um, How have you been? I mean, I know you're not at home. You said you were in your, uh, you're you're staying with your in-laws. How have the last couple months been? Yeah, so it's been pretty crazy. I mean, I don't know what other word to use to describe it, to be honest. Um, uh, So we're in Florida right now, just kind of getting a much needed little break because our in-laws live at the beach. Um, Mm. But it's been, it's just been hard. Um, I think everyone's kind of experienced this in different ways, but none of us have been untouched by it. Um, all of my events, uh, are not happening for the foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's just difficult. It brings its own, you know, trials, but throughout it, the Lord has been, 
uh, just faithfully taking care of us. Um, divine providence uh, is a real, real thing. And yeah. honestly, this time has just been, uh, which I realize in saying this, that not everyone has been experiencing it this way. But for me, it's really been a time of much needed rest and um, recuperation and kind of like a unexpected sabbatical of sorts. It's just yeah. really been a good time for us to reevaluate priorities and um, what we value in life and really mm -hmm. just get some rest in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, can I say you're still kind of newly married? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. kind of feel like we are. I mean, yeah. we, we're going to be five years in October, which, wow. you know, feels like an accomplishment to me, but also like we're just babies, you know? So, yeah. yeah. So hopefully this has been a good, good time for, for that. I mean, for, for, yeah. for marriage. Oh, um, it, it really has been. Yeah. Yeah. For you two to be together. Now I know, as you said, uh, I mean, every single other artist that I've spoken to and you, I mean, you know, most of them too. I mean, everything's been canceled. Um, yeah. But has it been a time for a different kind of work? Have you been writing more music or, I mean, I guess you've been finishing this album. Yeah, that's been a huge part of my focus is um, it was a blessing to be able to record most of the songs before COVID hit. Mm -hmm. um, so we had, you know, basically now it's just mixing and mastering and listening back to the tracks, making sure we like them, getting marketing plan figured out, all that kind of stuff. So I've been able to focus a lot of my efforts on that, but also in this time, just really diving into some things, some books that I've been wanting to read forever, some creative writing kind nice. of things that I haven't ever had a chance to do, watching some worship training v videos, things like that, that like, like professional development type stuff that I just don't yeah. ever have time for. Yeah. That's um, right. So I've been trying to do a lot of that kind of stuff. It's been great. That's good. Yeah. Good. And you're at yeah. the beach. How, how bad can that be? I know. I know. I can't really complain. <laughs> so, so tell me about the new album. Why, why light? Mm, that's a good question. It's interesting because bloom um, was a culmination of like five years between the, you know, the time that I'd released another album I had all this space to kind of think and dream and pray about what I wanted this album to be. Um, and with this album, it's been like, we released Bloom, I signed a record deal and it was like, let's hit the ground running. It was like completely different. Um, I felt like I was on a runaway train um, in a lot of ways, but the writing process has just been so beautiful. I've been able to write with a lot of different people than I ever, like all the people that I wrote with for Light were completely new. Um, okay. And so to be able to see just the way that God developed this theme of light and wove this theme of light throughout those songs has been mm -hmm. just incredible. I always felt like light was always on my mind, um, just the idea of light. I feel like this album is really a culmination of what Bloom started in my life. Um, mm -hmm. And light is really embracing the, the love of the Lord, who I am, who he made me to be and living in his light. That's really what this album is all about. What these songs communicate is just embracing who you're made to be and living in God's light with, without fear. It's really what these songs are about. Is there, I mean, I know you, you were writing these songs way before COVID, but I mean, there's yeah. something about that sort of coincidence, God incidence of, it being, I mean, it's not releasing yet. It's releasing soon, but I mean, this is a time where people are needing light, I think. Mm. Right. Yeah. Do you see Definitely. that? Yeah. It's, it's really interesting because I feel like, like you were saying, like, it's just a God incidence. Like there's, 
so many ways that the Lord has been using these songs personally in my life over the mm. past, you know, especially month and a half of walking through COVID and just reminding me that I, I have nothing to fear. Um, mm. That's a lot of these songs have to do with that theme of just being not afraid. The Lord is with us um, and embracing the light of Christ and just reminding ourselves that his light is all around us, even in the darkest of times, um, yeah. the darkness cannot overcome the light, you know? Um, just remembering that, reminding yourself of that. So it's definitely not like the timing is not lost on me for sure. No, no. And that song, so you released one of the, you've been releasing, I guess you released the one single standing in your light. uh, And I want to talk about that song, but is your plan to to release a few other singles before the album drops or is this it? This is the teaser. No, we have several other singles planned over the next few months. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be Good. really fun. So, yeah, standing in, we're going to end the show with "Standing in Your Light." But would you say yeah. that that song is the title track? I mean, it's not called "Light," but it's <laughs> "Standing in Your Light." It's it's not the title track, but I really do. It does feel like this kind of culmination of what I've been walking through in my life. It's just yeah. I am. I'm not going to be afraid anymore. I'm going to stand in the light of Christ and I'm going to proclaim his goodness with everything that I am. That's really mm-hmm. what this song is about. Yeah. And it's beautiful. I mean, it's, it's great. It's upbeat. It's hopeful. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's a fun summer, summer song. Yeah, exactly. Um, Hopefully it yeah. makes people dance. That's what I really want it to do. I think so. I think so. It does have that. Now the song we played before the interview, Belovedness, it's yeah. beautiful. Thank beautiful, you. Beautiful. Oh, tell us about that song. How did that come yeah. about? Well, a couple of years ago, I read the book Life of the Beloved by Henry Nowen, um, mm. and it changed my life forever. And it kind of set me on this journey of um, really owning my belovedness. That was the journey that it set me on, is recognizing that for a long time, I mean, for years of my life, I lived my life based out of fears and lies um, that I had been told or that I believed as opposed to my true identity in the Lord, which is the identity of all of us, all of his children, his beloved. Um, And so that's what this song is really about, is the fact that each of us so often own the negative things about ourselves so quickly, and yet Mm -hmm. it's not as easy to own um, who God made us to be. So that's what this song really encourages people to do, is just recognize that they're beloved and to own that. Yeah, and I guess it all comes together because if you stand in his light, you will recognize your belovedness. I love that. Um, I love that about albums, how they, you know, and I don't know if you set out to, it sounds like you were thinking about the album as a whole and not individual tracks that just happened to come together. Uh, So there's a story there and I I love that. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about some of the other tracks that we are not hearing yet? (laughs) Yeah, so actually, I'll I'll tell you about one track in particular that I'm really excited about. It's called um, Unbroken Family, and it's a song that's featuring Matt Marr, actually. Um, So that song in particular is, I don't want to go too much into it because I don't want to give it too much away, but I'm really excited for that track in particular. That's going to come out in the next uh, month or so. And I feel like, especially for this time, this day and age right now, it's a very, um, we didn't even, we wrote it over a year ago. And again, God's timing, just the way that he works and weaves his story is just incredible. So I'm really excited for that one. 
I think you've you've teased it enough with just saying that you work with Matt on that. I spoke to Matt yeah. a few uh, about a month ago, and yeah, I mean the whole experience for him too has been just kind of crazy and and beautiful at the same time. It's been such a yeah. It's been a time for blooming, I think, exactly. <laughs> but hopefully it's leading us to the light. So so exactly. Sarah, thank you for uh, thank you for joining us today, um, and for, yeah. for doing what you do and for sharing a little bit of your music. I hope uh, it's been enough to get people excited about the album that's coming. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks so much for having me. As always, it's so fun to be with you. Yes, God bless. Thank you. You too. You can learn more about Sarah Kroger at her website, sarahkroger.com. Her new album, Light, will be released in late August. And keep your eyes open for all those singles that are going to be coming out between now and then. Here now is Sarah Kroger with that song that we were talking about, uh, another track from the album, Standing in Your Light, from her new album, Light. listening to Sarah Kroger with Standing in Your Light from her new album Light that will be released in the fall of 2020. And that concludes this special best of edition of the Salt and Light Hour. You can learn all about Salt and Light and support what we do at our website saltandlighttv.org. If you have any questions or comments or just to say hello, reach out to me through Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. I am waiting to hear from you. Thank you for listening to this special edition of the Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro.